Amen. When I asked the question earlier, I said, uh, we all have struggles and hurdles sometimes in our life. Amen. Amen. Right. So this message is for everybody. That's absolutely. You know, and I, we have those struggles and, and we know that especially this week is some tender time with families that have lost loved ones, friends and families. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to say that, you know what, through this message, I pray that God brings healing and comfort to your life and encouragement. Amen. Amen. For each and every one here today. But you know, sometimes when we go through different uh, obstacles and stuff, isn't it amazing how we seem like some folks can just come out the other side of that race just full and vibrant? You ever wondered about that? You know, it's not that it's not real to them. It's not that their hurt is any less than yours or mine. But somehow they're able to come through that other side. Uh, I won't say unscathed because that's not what I'm looking for. But still glorifying God. Amen. Still being able to to... to to be able to take that one step, as I talked about the gentleman a couple of weeks ago was going through a few things. And he told me, he says, you know what? I feel so helpless in the situation that I'm in with my family. However, I know God is faithful and I will take one step at a time and lean into him. Amen. And I pray today as, as families go through tough times that we do that same thing. And I, I just want to I just say, uh, you know what? We are lifting you up. And uh, I, I tell you, you know, only God can bring forth the healing that we need at times like that. And he is available and he is worthy. Amen. So that's what we're going to do. This whole thing is to just really uh, get our hearts and minds wrapped around our everyday life and our extraordinary God. Amen. We serve a big God, don't we? How big is he? Real big. Real big. Oh, man. Well, you know, like I said, you know, when we go through the hurdles of life, it's not that, uh, you know, this is, it's real. I mean, you know, it's tough. But, you know, there's folks who seem to keep striving. I believe it's because they're more focused on the outcome of the opportunities than the obstacles. Amen? You know, some of the everyday stuff. We really get wrapped around the, 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 the wheel sometimes with some everyday stuff, don't we? And then when something really comes down, we go, man, that was, wasn't that big a deal, was it? But you know what? What I see is how life is so fragile. Man, we need to live it every day. Amen? Every day. And you know, the way we live it in the power of that God has for us is living it in the Spirit of God. Amen? That God is working through us and working in our lives. But see, it's a lot of times all our perspective. I heard this story the other day and I said, man, that is right on time for my message. How many know sometimes we get a little picky sometimes? Sometimes we get a little prideful sometimes. Just me, right? All right, okay, I'm going to pray for y'all right now. No, I'm teasing. But you know, and there was a story of this young boy and he was looking for a job. And he actually got offered a job at McDonald's. And he told his mom, I ain't going to be cooking no burgers. I don't know if he said it just like that, but anyway. He says, you know what? He probably did, didn't he? I'm not, I'm not going to go up there and cook hamburgers. And an older gentleman heard him say, excuse me. He says, uh, did I hear you had a job offer? Yeah, but it's at McDonald's. At McDonald's. Don't they pay with green money too? <laughs> Don't they? I mean, you know. And, and the man says, he says, you know what I would have been calling that right there? I would have been calling that an opportunity, boy. What do you mean? He says, son, you're focused too much on the burger. You need to be focusing on the store. You need to be focusing on the franchise, owning billions of those things. He says, then it takes all the different mindset out of it. See, isn't it sometimes in our regular day in, day out, we're just focusing on the burger. I can't believe I got to do another burger. Now, you can take that burger being whatever it is in your life. You know, we just go, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this, man, dragging our feet and everything else. Instead of looking, what's the big picture? You know, several months, years ago, we did a thing on big picture living, kind of getting God's perspective on our life, right? Because we said we got a big God that's good all the time, amen? Even when we don't understand what's going on, even when we don't understand what's happening this side of heaven, we can still trust God. And we may not understand everything. I know I don't understand everything. I don't understand all the things. But I do understand this. As I know who God is, and I know the character of God, I know that He's working on my behalf, even if it doesn't look like it to me. Amen? Have you ever been through a situation, right? And you go, man, what in the world's going on? And then when you get to the other side, like we were talking about the Red Sea, you know, a few, few weeks ago, how they came out on dry land, right? And then you look back and you see how God has carried you through. What's that, uh, what's that uh, story where you see the, uh, the story about the painting with the footprints, you know? You see two sets of footprints, and then you see one set of footprints, and you see two set of footprints. And the story is this, it's like, Lord, I look back over this time in my life, you know? And the guy says, when it's the toughest times in my life, there's only one set of footprints. Where did you go? And the Lord said, I was carrying you. Amen. That's a great place to say amen. I pray that you feel the Lord carrying you today 
through those situations, through those hurdles of life, right? So I want to read a little scripture, and this is where we're going to be launching off from here. If you've got your Bibles, it's going to be Philippians 1.20. If not, we've got most of the scriptures we're going to deal with uh, on the screen. But I always encourage you to bring the word. Amen? So it goes like this. This is Paul speaking. He says, For I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past, and I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or die. Now we can just read through that and go, well, he just don't care about living, does he? The last part. That's not what he's saying now. Now, now, this was written in a prison. He was writing this from a prison in Rome. How many know, maybe Paul might have known a little something to talk about there, amen? Had a major encounter with God that transformed his life. Every time we have an encounter with God, it should transform our, form our life. And that's why it's so important to open his word. It should be transforming our life into the image of his son, amen? Right? Does he do it all at once? Not necessarily. But you know what? Your salvation could be done like that. Trust in Jesus. Put your, put your heart in the hands of God. Amen. In the finished work of the cross. But now, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with Paul. He's got all this stuff going. What's the things that anybody could tell me? He, he was shipwrecked before, right? He was beaten before. He was going through all this situation, right? Hey, he was lied on. He was, he was just everything. Spit on everything like that, right? He even got locked up. And what's he doing in the jailhouse? He's singing. I know this man, this guy, they must have hit him real hard with a stick. But see, he knew the God that he served. Amen. He knew that God was faithful. And what happened? God told the walls down to get his man out, right? Isn't that amazing? But not only that, what did he do in that story? That is, this, is, this is just an extra piece here. This is just a side, side dish. What did he do? When, when the wall came tumbling down and all the, uh, all the slaves and things were going out there, the prisoners were, were sneaking out. The one guard goes and gets ready to kill himself with a knife. Me and Bill were talking about this other night. And, and, and Paul said, wait a minute. You missed out. We're right here. And they came back. And he's so overwhelmed because he knew what was going to happen. You're in charge. That's it. You got the, the guys were gone. It's you. It's no, but maybe. Well, we just, it was bad. It wasn't my fault. It was bad mortar joints in the wall. You know, <laughs> that's how it was going to fly back then. Right? So we always try to explain away the miraculous a lot of times, don't we? Oh, man, I tell you what, it must have been an earthquake. No, it was God on the scene. So anyway, getting back to the point of the story. When all that was going on, God cared about his people, and he cares about the people to get to hear the word. Amen? And he's using me and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, to tell everybody about the good news of Jesus. So he goes back, and, 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 and Paul says to, to the soldier there, the guard, he says, Ho, ho, don't do that. Yes, man, what's going on? And he explains to him about the love of God. And he says, what must I do to be saved? He said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. We make it hard, but God already did the hard part. Amen? Because if it was based on us, I know I'd mess it up. Anybody else? You know, if it was based on maintaining it, I couldn't maintain it. Didn't do nothing to get it. How am I going to maintain it? Our salvation. God did it all. And we put our faith and trust in him. And I don't care if it's your last word whispering, calling on the name of the Lord, or you got saved when you were five years old. God doesn't change. Amen? He's faithful. I want you to hear that today. So looking back at this, you know, no matter what opportunity or what situation that Paul was in, he would always be able to find a place to share Jesus. Isn't that something? No matter what he was going on in his life, whatever, he could always find safe passage to the opportunity to tell somebody about what God's been doing in their life. Can we do that? Can we do that? Sometimes we say, man, I'm just holding on. I don't even know how I'm here today. Well, you know what? I understand that because you know what? Many of us have walked in similar situations. Not trying to minimize anybody's situation. You know I never do that. But I want to speak to you right where you are today and let you know that God understands even when I don't. God understands when your wife doesn't. God understands when your brother and sister don't. God understands. You know why? Because He loves you. He knows you better than I know you. He knows you better than you know yourself. And He says, you're worth it. Just hold on. Keep walking. I love you. Amen. So when we get that down in our spirit, guess what? That helps us to take that little baby step. You know, I went through a thing in my life one time, and I thought, man, I don't know if I'm going to come out of this other side. It was a health issue. They didn't even know. They didn't know what's going on. They still never know what's going on, right? I mean, I just, some of y'all, they wired me up for seizures. They wired me up for all this stuff. Man, I'm thinking, man, am I going to be able to drive again? Am I going to be able to hold my, my job? I mean, that devil's just cranking me up. Man, am I going to be able to play guitar? What happens if I'm preaching and I fall out? I mean, oh, man, I just, I got that thing up to here, man. It's like that. But you know, it's good to have some good friends, isn't it? Isn't it good to have somebody say, well, you know what? If God called you to it, he's going to bring you through it. 
Why don't you just simmer down? And I had a person, many people encouraging, many, many, many. And it was this one guy that I don't talk to all the time. See, it's funny. You think it's going to come from your best friend, and it probably does. But you know, why do we hear it from somebody else? You know, you can tell your kid something 563 times. And, and the lady across the street said, you know, you shouldn't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, but it's true, right? And this guy said, hey, God's going to fill your glass up a drop at a time. Don't worry. He's going to fill that glass back up just a little drop at a time. And he did. And guess what? Start feeling better. And we kept praising God. And even, even in the midst of that, I remember one time I went out. We went there. And I don't even know if my family knows this. Went to a ball game. Went to a football game. And I felt so bad. I didn't even tell him. I said, I feel so bad. I just don't want to fall out here, man. I, I don't want to make a scene. And somehow I drove the car back home. And I got in my living room. And I just laid down. I said, I don't know what you're going to do about it. But I can't do nothing else. Because I feel bad. You know what? God's so good. Not only did he start pouring back in there. You know that song that we just wrote? At the feet of the Father? The Lord gave that song to me that very next morning. That's how he works. He just whispered into my life. Now, you know what? He might speak to me through a song or something. He might speak to you through a verse. He might speak through you to something that God's given me to say today. But I'm going to tell you what. He won't leave you hanging. Amen. And I just want to tell you that because, you know, sometimes we think, well, well, they've never been through what I have or never been through what she has. And that's very true. But no matter what it is, when you're going through it, it's a big deal. But I want you to know we serve a big God. And that's not even in the message, but that's the message for today. Amen. We serve a big God, I want you to hear that. Now, I'm going to jump back over to Paul's life. Did he walk through some stuff like that? Snake bit, ship beaten, I mean, uh, shipwrecked, uh, beaten, all these different things, people lying on and everything else. But still, through the hurdles of life, he was able to see past the ob- obstacles to the opportunity that God was going to give him. That's why he says this, and we'll probably talk about it a little more. But when he says, whether I live or die, and if I repeat this, is what it must mean it's really important, all right? Whether I live or die, I want to honor Christ. I thought about that last night. I want to leave a legacy. You know, I want to leave a legacy. Hey, 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 if I check out tomorrow, I don't want KTP to fold up. Because it's not about a man. It's about a mission. It's about the Lord. Amen. And I pray that God will bring somebody and keep going. And God's drawing people in here to keep going and keep going. Because it's not about buddy. It's about Jesus. Amen. But if he can use me and he can use you and use her and him and all that. Well, let's keep rolling. Let's keep leaning into the mission. You know, somebody asked me the other day, I went to a civic meeting or whatever. They have different churches and all this stuff. And they had about 60 people in there. And it's about churches and, and people networking and all this. And I hadn't went for, I had never went. And they said, man, we'd really like you to come. Tell us what you do. Oh, man, I know they were watching their clock. Because they went around, they went around, and they went around. I said, I got to tell them about my Jesus. And I said, I just said, my name is Bernie Chandler. Because it didn't really matter what my name is. But I said, I'm going to tell you what we're about. We're about sharing Jesus with everybody we run into. Anybody we can encounter, we'll take them right where they are, just like Jesus took us. And we want to tell them about the goodness of God. And I'll tell you, I was almost said, can I get an amen? And they were like, hey, and I'm surprised they don't have some more folks in there from there. Because they say, what time is your church? What is it going on on Tuesday? But I was so excited to pour out what God's been doing in our lives. Can't turn that volume down. Do you get excited about what God's doing in your life? You know, we should. You say, man, well, right now I'm going through a rough, rough spot. Well, that may be true. But I'm going to tell you, within that rough spot, God is doing some miraculous molding in your life. Because he loves you. And he cares about you. And he's compassionate. And that's what we're going to stand on and trust today. Amen. So, going back to Paul again. We go back in here. I said, you know, isn't this amazing here? I said, with all the bumps and bruises and stuff in his life, he was still glorifying God. Isn't it something how the enemy... We'll try to put a speed bump to slow you down. But God said, you know what? I'm so good. I'm going to turn it into a ramp so you can launch all the way over that obstacle into the blessing of what I got for you. He can do that. Amen. Has he done it in your life before? I bet he has if you think about it. And he's still working. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen. Hmm. I had some stuff in here but can't read my notes. So y'all got to bear with me. Oh, man. I probably should have let that one go. But I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I thought that. I said, oh, okay, Lord. You know, talk about getting wrapped around the wheel, right? Getting wrapped around the wheel. Everybody knows I go see my mama about every day. I could drive, I could drive that with my hand out the window like that. Okay, where well, Harpoon Larry's turn? I got it down. So evidently, this is, this is really strange to me. I must have been a little slow at getting off the gas pedal 
on, I mean, off the brake onto the gas pedal. Because the guy behind me surely thought so. And I'm like, boy, I tell you, well, you had to, sometimes you had to just say, right? So I'm going, I'm going, I got KTP ban on my license plate. You know, you just want to go, hey, come here, I'm going to tell you something. Come on over here. Right? So I go, he lays on that thing. Right? I was like, whatever. You know what? Obviously, he's got something more important than I do today. He comes over, gives me the face. And I just go, how you doing? I did. I did. But, and then he gets in front of me in a 45 mile an hour zone. And he was so excited about getting by me. He had to slow back down to 35. I said, Lord, he really president today. Right? And that's something because automatically, man, you want to start doing sign language. You want to say, you're number one, right? Yeah, that's where God lives. Here, you point my bill, right? Y'all, y'all can read it between the lines. I didn't do it. I was just going, I was like, man, I can't believe it. And then the, the, the old redneck is coming and said, you know what, you ought to just get right on that bumper. I was like, no, don't do that. I can't afford my insurance to go up. No, don't do that. But I'm having all this going on in my mind. And I'm going, I'm thinking, man, what if he's got a gun? You know, I was sitting there thinking, and I said, boy, your hand's pretty fat. You're a big target. You better just go. You know, I'm just going over. And, and so he went, he was so worried about getting by me, speeding, slowing down. And he went to the next light and stopped to turn left. I thought, what is going on? What does that have to do with the story? We get so wrapped around that. We can, th- we can forget about what God's done in an instant, can't we? Those things, I mean, boy, you get mad fast, can't you? Yeah, okay, everybody out of it. Yeah, you're preaching to me, buddy. Yeah, that's it. And you know, we're thinking, oh my gosh, man, what's going on? But I thought, isn't that something? And I know that they don't fall too far from the tree because the other day when we went out to eat, I was like, where is my child? Where is my child? I said, be here at this time. I got it, Pop. I'm coming, Pop. I'm coming. Yeah, I got it. And he gets there. I said, dude, we get your grandmother out to eat like once every 50 years. Don't be late. So he gets there and he goes, Dad, this guy cut me off. Now, Thomas got his new wheels. He likes, he cut me off. <laughs> and Justin and both know, because I'm sitting there, I'm like, what? Don't you dishonor the name of the Lord? I'm sitting there like that. And he said, he said, I just wanted to go over to his car. And I said, and Justin said, <laughs> he said, you know what Dad's going to say? Is that the way we should act as Christians? Right? <laughs> and then Thomas said, I just wanted to go over there and say, do you know how much God loves you? <laughs> I said, that's good, son. That's good. He's fast on that. Your brother pulled you out on that one. Because they can see the face I was going. Yeah. Yeah. He said, man, I just want to go and grab that guy by the collar. I said, you know how much. <laughs> exactly. Look at that. Hey, forgive him. Forgive him. <laughs> yes, you will not fall asleep at KTP. Amen. Oh, my goodness. God is working on all of us, isn't he? I have no idea where we're at, but I'm sure it's going to be good. So there's, there's some hurdles in life we all got to deal with. There's a lot of obstacles and stuff, but you know what? God could show us through the obstacles how he can make opportunities for us to live for him and him show us his greatness. All right? Everybody good so far? Amen. Man, amen. You got it. Now, man, I tell you, you guys are ready. There are a couple of things I want to, want to talk about here. Don't see yourself as stuck. What do you mean? Remember last week when we talked about Moses a little bit? He could have seen himself... As the little boy just got stuck in a basket and got pushed down the Nile River, right? He could have that chip on his shoulders. You man, I can't believe it. My mama done put me in a basket and everything else and put me down the river. No, your mama did what God said. Amen. And not only did it save your life, it saved the whole nation's life. Amen. So a lot of times we don't understand why we're in that basket. Maybe we don't understand why we're in that situation. But God has not left you. Amen. I want you to see that. But God used it to bring out the best of the situation. You think about this here. You know what? I was looking at this even here. You know, think about this. He raised them in the palace, right? We talked about this other night uh, on Tuesday night. Isn't that something? God took Moses out of his family, put him in the palace. He's working all things together for the good. Amen? Isn't that what he says in Romans 8, 28? He works all things together for the good. For those who love him and call according to his purpose. But he probably didn't see it now. And so guess what? He's, he's learning the ways of, of the Pharaoh. He's got access to the palace. Let me tell you, you have total access to the palace of God, to the throne room of God, if you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Amen? That's a great place to be, isn't it? So he goes on, and did he choose bad every now and then? Yes, he did. 
And then guess what? With all that, he got sent out to the desert. You think God might have used a little bit of that desert training ground for later on? Because then they end up out there for about 40 years afterwards. And now look at this when he starts coming back. If me and you would have tried to get up there and say, excuse me, I'm here to see the Pharaoh. They'd have put you in the chicken wing, man, and hauled you out back. Ain't no way you're getting up there. But he had access still. Because God had already worked that out many, many years ago. Amen. Do you know that God's working in your life even from the very beginning? He's working now. He said, I said, this doesn't seem like he's working now. You know what? He's probably doing some of the best work now. Amen. All right, let's keep going. So don't see yourself as stuck. See yourself as, God, what are you doing here? What are you doing? Not why. God, what's going on? Show me how to be a blessing in the midst of this. On your job. In your neighborhood. In your situation. Standing in for a family. Encouraging somebody else. I like this here. Don't let your can'ts get bigger than your cans. You say, what in the world are you talking about? That's Buckrow translation. Y'all get it. That's right. Jeff knows what it is already. <laughs> you know what? So many times we get into that. And I say, How many folks do you know this? You know, we, we go, I just can't do this. I, oh, I just can't do that. I couldn't do this. Amen. You're probably right. You can't on your own. But with God, you can't. All things are possible for God. Amen. How many of the, Now, the guys I work with, I hear this a lot. They, the day they started working there, they're planning their retirement. But they're so wrapped up in their retirement, they're not living for today. Got quiet, didn't they? If that's you, come on, work with me. Right? I mean, it'd be nice to be retired, but really, I don't really plan on retiring because I want to do this till the party's over. And actually, really, the party ain't over. The party's just going to begin then. Amen? Because then we graduate. But look at this. So we turn around with all these things here. And, you know, don't let the cans get bigger than your cans. Because you know what we start speaking? I just can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do it. And man, next thing you know, the camp pile is like this. And you just say, man, I, I, just, I just don't know what in the world's going on. But, you know, I, I thought about this here. I thought, man, I hear this a lot. You guys will work with, they like stocks and bonds and investments and all that. I'm thinking, what can you get for like $2.50? You can get on a racing pool. Amen. <laughs> Whatever. You know, I'm not looking at the big picture. I think we should uh, be wise. I think we should plan for tomorrow and all those things. But if you're living so much for tomorrow today, you're going to miss what you got today. Amen. I want to I wanna embrace what God's given me today. That doesn't mean live reckless. Have a healthy idea of what's going on down the road and what's happening and ask God for wisdom and, and, and do things. But just say, you know what, man? If I, I, I hear a couple of guys. If I'd have just invested in that stock two years ago, I wouldn't even be here. What do you think about that, buddy? I said, God, tell you to invest in it? Well, no. I said, uh, yeah, you're right. You might not be here. <laughs> because you know what? If God's told you to do something and you do it, that's the best place for you to be. But if he hasn't made it clear to you, keep doing what you were doing the last time he spoke to you. Amen. And he'll rechart the course if we need to. Amen. You see what I'm saying there? Well, I should have done this. What should have could have? If I had just invested in this and invested in this. And they spend so much time about their financial investment. I said, well, how much time are we? And I don't always hit them with this because I love them right where they're at and all that. And, and, and I'm not coming down on the guys or anything. But I thought, man, if they spent this much time in their spiritual investment compared to this much time in their worldly investment, I wonder how many of us wouldn't be on blood pressure medicine out there. Amen? Out of all the folks that I know of, that I work with, I work with, with quite a few. A buddy came to me and says, you know what? He says, we had to do our physicals and everything. And, that, and, that's, and I'm just saying a lot, of, a lot of it's stress. A lot of it's just genetics and stuff. I just want to say, he said, me and you are the only ones not on blood pressure medicine. I thought, if I keep working with these guys, worry me to death, I'll be on it. But I'm not going to do that. You know? I said, Lord, and you know, we may, if God uses medicine, don't take, don't, don't twist what I'm saying. I'm just saying, you know, but, but a lot of it I know is because they get ramped up. Because when I get ramped up, the first thing they want to do, you might want to try this. I was like, oh, maybe I just need to listen a little closer. You know? God uses doctors. God uses medicine. I'm not preaching against that. Don't miss what I'm saying. However, I think if we would invest in the things of God as much as we invest in things of the world, I think we'd have a little bit more peace. That's my takeaway. That's all I want you to hear on that. Amen? So, we're going to focus on the cans. Let's take a look at this. Did it, did it come through? There it is. 
Obstacles can be a spiritual training ground. Mm, 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 mm. Isn't that something? Obstacles can help mold us, strengthen us, and train us for the journey ahead. We need to run our race strong. And nobody wants to sign up for obstacles. But you know what? With God's provision and God's love and His compassion, He can help us overcome. Amen? We can overcome in Christ. He overcame for us and we overcome in Him each day. Amen? Let's keep on going. Now, I had a question here. Is anything impossible for God? And everybody said, no, it's not. We say that now. Now, I'm going to ask you when you get on the step before you live, I might just say, is anything impossible for God? And you'll probably still say no. And if I followed you to the car and I said, hey, is anything impossible for God? Would you have the same answer? If I call you tonight, would you still have the same answer? You know what? If that guy in that silver car cut you off, <laughs> would you have the same answer? I'm letting it go. I'm just teasing but that's what I'm saying in everyday life. Will we still be able to say that? I pray that we do. But the more we feed and fill up on His Word, the more that's what's going to come back out. Amen? And that's what I want us to do. I want us to fill up on God's Word. He can take those obstacles and make them opportunities. Amen? And I thought about this. I said, so if that's so, let's lean into the truth of that. Let's remember who we serve. Remember what God says about us. And look at the great opportunities ahead. I really look for some great opportunities ahead. What God has, amen. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good, right? Amen. All right, we're rolling. Opportunities. I want to talk about that just a little bit. I said it takes faith to see opportunities, amen. We'll get a little water break here. Thank you, thank you. What do you mean by that? I think you got to see it in your mind's eye sometime before you see it played out. You know, you got to you got to look at that and say, Lord. I don't know how we're going to get here, but I trust you we're going to get here. Amen. And you stand with God on that. And you speak that word. And you speak that, that hope. And, and see what God has to do in your life, right? But what we also need to do is line our life up with God whispers to us. Amen. That can be a daily walk. Amen. I know sometimes it's minutely. You know, people say hour by hour, day by day, minute by minute. Amen. We need to make that adjustment. God is all about helping us make course corrections to follow His Son greatly. Amen. All right. What else? We need to be strong and courageous. And I thought about that. I believe you can be strong and not courageous. You can have big old muscles and not step out in faith, amen? How do we get spiritual muscles? Reading God's Word, trusting God, and stepping out in faith. Stepping out in faith a little at a time. Exercising that faith, amen? Building who we are in Christ. I thought about this. I said, we could be strong and have no courage and the manifestation may never come. The reality of the opportunity is waiting on you to move. Faith without works is dead. You can have so much potential. You, you ever talk to somebody, maybe some young folks or, or, or whatever, a lot of times you've seen in young folks and you say, man, you've got so much untapped potential, but you choose not to step into that. I wonder, as children of God, how much potential God sees in your life. A whole lot. He says, you are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Man, and he loves you so much. Let's just be part of his story. His story. We're part of his story. Amen. Let's keep on rolling here. I, I, I want to read this to you. I, when I was studying, I saw this uh, in an article. and I think it would be a blessing to you. I don't have it up here, but I want to make sure I read it to you. They had wrote this and said, our challenge as sons and daughters of God is to draw out the things that are in God's heart. And to see them accomplished in our world. Take hold of the opportunities. Act on them. What do I mean by that? I'm talking about sharing the gospel. Starting a prayer group. Uh, maybe witness wear Wednesday. You say, where did that come from? We, we used to make t-shirts. We still do maybe about once a year. Witness wear. And I still got a lot of them. And I said, man, I, you know what? If you don't feel like talking to somebody about Jesus, you, you feel like, you know, I don't know what to say. Grab a t-shirt that says Jesus loves you. You can be a walking billboard for Jesus. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what. You know, I've tried to lose a little weight, but I think right now I can still be a pretty good sized billboard for Jesus. Amen. You know, they could probably abbreviate and I can just stretch it out. Hey, he knows Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know what? Whatever it is, you know, a lot of times I just try to have a little bit of fun with what's going on. Because you know what? Sometimes we're so tight on what's going on. We got our heart clenched like this. But you know what? If you can laugh a little bit, you got to take that seed of the gospel and put it in your heart and water it and water it. I don't think we need to live like this. I think we need to live like this. Feeding on what God has for us. 
that manna every day. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. One other thing. I thought about this. When y'all were kids, did y'all ever have a club? You know? A group? But you got to keep it a secret. You see stuff nowadays, you got to keep it a secret. I didn't see anything about Jesus saying, it is finished, don't tell nobody. I didn't see that there. Did y'all see that? Go there into all the world. You know, shout it out. But you know, what do we do? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, that's good, that's good. I mean, you'd be talking about the races and yelling and screaming and everything else. You're out there. Man, did you see that? Did you see that? And he's like, they don't know they church on Sunday. And you're going, why? I'm sitting with you on the church Sunday. You don't even use your lips. You know, I'm like, come on, man. You know, I'm like, hey, man, we got room. He said, that's a, that's a small building. That's all right. We'll do two services. Guess what? We'll get my family to stand up. Right, Grandma? <laughs> she said, wait, what? Shoot. I'll tell you what. She will. I know y'all will, too. Because we want to make that most of our opportunity for people to know Jesus. Because it's that important. It's that critical. It's life or death, amen? It's life for our souls. Let's keep on rolling here. I'll see you. So don't pout over, I guess that's how you spell it. Don't pout over missed opportunities or you may, may miss the next one. You know, sometimes it sounds really good when I write it down. And then when I read it back, I go, what is I talking about? <laughs> What's that? There you go. Can't plow backwards. He does listen to my sermons, doesn't he? I think he listened to his granddad more. But you know what? What I'm saying is this. You know, we can't tell, you know, the same thing. Oh, man, what a shoulda, coulda. I should have yeah, done that. You know, I always think about when me and Jeff played baseball. It didn't happen to him much. It happened to me a lot because he was good. But, man, you know, Jeff always played the outfield. I was the catcher. That was my prime location. Did pretty good catching. Right? And then when they moved me up to the next league, they already had a catcher. And they put me in the outfield. I don't do outfield good. I don't. I mean, I'm looking at the flowers, man. You got to keep me engaged. I'm thinking, I'm reading all the, oh, they got pizza on sale. I mean, I'm, so, so you know you're really rolling because they move you from left field to right field. You know, and now I'm over there and now I'm going, I didn't know they had that many swings on the playground. And I'm, I'm serious. I mean, I was like, because I had to be engaged, man. I got to, I got to, you know, throwing the ball back. It's like, focus. But focus. Okay, I'm good then. But I'm out there going like this. Jeff. He could be out there blowing bubbles, everything else, scratching, all this stuff. Crew. I'm thinking, is he going to get in? He's going to get in. Boom. There you go. And got, remember when we had that bubble yum stuff? Remember that? They used to say it was spider egg. Jeff, I'm thinking, how is he going to see the ball? Because it's like all over you. Pie, I grab that ball, throw it back. I'm like, whew, glad you're in the outfield. You know? But what I found out when I played in the outfield, I learned something. When the ball goes over your head and everybody's going, what are you doing? Your buddies. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I was counting the swings. You know, and you, and you grab it and you throw it and you're just so excited. You throw it like it needs to be going home and you throw it like to the shortstop. Not good. Now you know why I ride a motorcycle and play guitar. <laughs> oh, that's not a good thing. So anyway, I've done that a couple times. And then now I'm saying, now, man, I can't believe they said that to me. I can't believe it. You know, they, I can't believe they said that to me. Pow, they hit it again. <laughs> I'm still plowing backwards. I'm still upset about the last one I missed. Right? Instead of going, I can't do nothing about it. You hear what I'm getting to? I can't do nothing about that one. Sorry, I hit the guy in the head on third base, you know, whatever. But, but I can't do nothing about it. So let's focus on the next one. But you know what? You, we uh, we were at my mom's house not too long ago, and Tim likes to watch bowling. Get bowling. Boom. This one guy, big old boy, I said, I will, I will vote for him. He's back there getting stuff to drink. He got stuff on his face. He really got pizza. Everything. This other guy's got his hair just right. He is tight, man. He's like, I just. And that other guy's back there going. Am I kidding? This guy goes like, shoo. Yeah. You know, he's, he's getting down there. Man, my big boy's like, yeah, shirt all out. You know his wife's going to talk to her shirt. He's over there. And then, Busting him down, man. This other guy, he was the who's who. I mean, I'm sure he had the top. I mean, it looked like somebody had double stitched all this stuff. He had this stuff. This guy had like, I don't know, what do you have, like a t-shirt on or something, whatever. I was like, I like that guy. I mean, he loves the underdog. He just up there. That guy 
the straight-laced guy that was all tight and all this that. He blew the game because he made one mistake and he kept focusing on the mistake. The other guy, he was like me in the outfit. He probably said, you know what? I'm going to get some of those nachos after I beat this guy. <laughs> you know, he wore the guy out. That was like doing the victory day at 12. I was like, man, that's just cool. Because you know what? We can learn from that, can't we? Whether it was going on inside, it sure did open coming out and what's going on. He's back. This other guy, I'm telling you, I got to do this. This other guy, excuse me, Joe Cool, we'll call him Joe Cool. Joe Cool was sitting there like this. He had sunglasses on, didn't he? He had sunglasses on in, in the building. He's like this. He started out like this. I'm doing a few things, and I see him a little bit more, and then next thing you know, Joe Cool was there like this. But Big, big Daddy was like this. He was laid off that guy like this. He looked like he was sitting on the sectional sofa back there. He didn't have whatever. Short turn the ball, okay. <laughs> What's up? Wonder how much, how long until the nachos are done. You say, what in the world does this have to do with anything? We can be like Joe Cool. We can be like Buddy Lee in the outfield and get all wrapped up about the one we missed. The thing we did, the thing we said, or whatever. And let that start driving us. And miss the next pitch. Or we can just say, you know what, I'm going to do my best this time. I can't plow backwards. I can't, I can't re-catch the ball that they hit. I can't get, pay the pinball off and, and reset the, the whole thing and get another go at the bowling. But you know what? God gives us another opportunity today, doesn't he? Aren't you glad God gives you another opportunity today? If you didn't hear nothing else today, next time y'all are going to order some nachos or bowling, you say, you know, I remember Pastor Buddy was talking about this guy just laying back. You know what? If we could have that same attitude and trust in God and everything we deal with, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a whole lot better along the road? Just saying, let's keep on going. All right. Opportunities come to those who seek the Lord's wisdom. And I wrote that down in the middle of the week. And last night as I was preaching to the couch, I said, I know what I wanted to say there, but the Lord said, well, I'm going to tell you what I want you to say there. I'm going to read it again. Opportunities come to those who seek the Lord's wisdom. That does not mean if you don't seek the Lord that you don't have opportunities. What that means is this. As we seek the Lord, we have God's wisdom to engage in the opportunities. That's a big difference. Amen. As we seek the Lord, he's going to show us how to implement things in our life to make those opportunities come to the fullness and glorify God. Amen? Why is it so important to be seeking God and listening to God? Because He's worthy, one. Right? Because He's worthy. But He loves you and He wants to work in your life mightily. Amen? So many times we see that. Man. Let's keep on rolling. I said, when God has a plan, a place, excuse me, when God has placed a vision in your heart, He will equip you with the tools to see it through. Now, that's a good place to say amen. God will never call you to something so you can just fail. I don't believe that. He might allow things in your life, right, that, that we don't follow through. Or maybe God will take those as building blocks. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying, oh, everything's going to be great because you know Jesus. Because we're not saying that. Everything's great because we know he's great. Everything's great because we know we got a home in heaven. And we know that he never leaves us or forsake us, right? But we're still walking through the journey. Amen. Destination is secure, but we get the journey every day. But God says, I'm not going to leave you on this road. I'm not going to lead you on this, lead you on this path. I'm going to lead you on this path. So how much we're willing to let him lead has a, a great effect on how we overcome the hurdles. Amen. How we see God work those things out. Mm-mm-mm. I had a couple of things in here I wanted to pull up. I said, God doesn't cause you to do something or start something to fail. I said, he calls you. He calls you to something to have faith in him to see it through. You see what I said? To have faith in Him to see it through. This church right here. You know, I, and I won't go into all this, this opportunity here. God blessed us with this building. I, I have people ask me this from time to time. I, had a, uh, I did my taxes the other day. And the lady said, when do you think you're going to get a building? I'm thinking, I already got a building. God already gave us one. And when we need a big one, He'll give us a bigger one. And I told her, I was talking to my buddy, I was talking to Dana today, we were just talking about just, just different things and how church is growing and stuff like that. And I said, one thing that a friend of mine has spoke to me a long time ago, and I never want to forget this. I want to be listening to the Lord when we move and change and do whatever we do, right? We're going to do the last thing he said until he says something new, okay? 
We don't want to go from ministry to maintenance. We want to stay in ministry. What are you talking about? Because a lot of times you can get wrapped up in the stuff and then we don't have the ability to do what's, what's really needed to be done. Because if there's a need out there and we know about it and we can do it, I want to go to that. I want to minister. Sometimes it's financially. Sometimes it's, it's uh, you know, whatever. But a lot of times, let me tell you, the bill won't save you. But Jesus will. Nothing wrong with having a good bill, nothing anything like that. But I'm so excited because I'm going to tell you just a piece of this story. When we looked around, we, the, the buildings and stuff, man, were just crazy. A couple thousand dollars a month. And God led us here. Right? That, that was in our budget. And y'all that's been here for a while know, know what happened next, right? As soon as they opened the door and blessed us, because we want to be a blessing to them. They didn't have somebody coming here all the time. So it would be a steady income. And we can help out and do some stuff, right? They blessed us. And next thing you know, somebody blessed them. They put a new roof on they put new windows in. Got new seats here. We didn't do that. God blessed them through their blessing us. What a blessing. You know, and I thank God for them. I was like, isn't that amazing, man? It, it, it's so good. So you can't outgive God. We're going to get to that in a minute. But you know, sometimes just doing the right thing is, is the right thing to do. Does that make sense? We might not understand it. We might say, well, this sure looks easier to go this route. But God said, I want you on this path. And if you take that path, I guarantee you, it won't be too many steps where you say, I'm sure I'm glad I stayed on that path of opportunity that God has for us. Amen. So what I want you to see here, we have the privilege as children of God to walk in what he's got. We talked about this. I said, you know what? He gives us the privilege to be a part of the story, the story of God, the story of Christ. When we look back through the Bible, you know, and we say, wow. Because of these folks here, and these folks here, this person here, their faith that the gospel was was grown, you know, exponentially. Man, wow. Moved it on out there. Wouldn't you like for somebody to be able to say that about us? You know? It's, it's amazing. You know, because I talk to some people and say, oh, we got this, we got 17 services, we're doing... Blah, 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 blah. I go, that's great. How many people know Jesus? Because you can sit sometimes in a place and hear about all the things you ought to do and all the things, you know, love your neighbor and all this, and that's all good. And they let them get out the door and they don't tell them about Jesus. I am not church bashing. I'm not saying we got it all figured out. But I will say this. We're going to make sure that anybody comes in this door. My prayer is that they hear the word of salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ and have an opportunity to grab hold of it. Amen? Because that's what it's all about. And that's what we're all about. Making sure people know about Jesus. Amen? That's the greatest opportunity we ever have, right? But guess what? God's going to do the work. He's going to draw their heart. We can tell somebody to we're blue in the face. But God says, you know what? I got him. I'm just using you as a mouthpiece. And I want to thank you all. So many, I, I hear some great things that how you guys are encouraging others in the Lord. You know? Doesn't mean you have to preach to them or anything else. Maybe it's just loving on them right where they are. Just maybe it's just telling them, you know what, I love you so much, I just want you to know this. And I appreciate that. And I know that honor God. And that's what we're going to talk about next. Magnifying God. Amen? I pray that we're magnifying the Lord. Let's take a look at this. I said this, I said, God knows where you, you're going, and if we listen, we'll be in just the right spot. You ever think, man, I don't even know, where I, what am I doing here? Huh? He said, what in the world's going on? You ever have that? You know, people say, oh, I know that God told me this. Well, I didn't hear God tell me anything. Well, you know what? Maybe he's whispering. He doesn't have to have a bullhorn to tell you all the time. I know we need that. I know I do. Sometimes when I pray, because I just get real with God, I said, Lord, I don't know what to do about this. You know I need a billboard. That's how I pray. I mean, not thou, Lord. Lord, you know me better than I know myself. And if there's a way to mess it up, I'll probably grab the wrong rein. So help me, guide me, tell me, show me. I'm going to give you another fast one. Probably uh, four, five, six years ago, because we've been doing ministry about 16 years now. We had an opportunity, and I apologize for those that have heard this before, but I think it's worth some folks that maybe haven't heard before. We had an opportunity to get a building. Pennies on the dollar. I could walk there from my house. Whole bottom floor. I said, "Woo, man, that's awesome. So we went and we looked at it and prayed about it and everything. We were down. I remember my dad said, he said, hey, man, if you need some chairs, me and your mom will help out buying the chairs. Just let me know. This is so good. This is, we were so ready. Here. Man. So ready. I thought, this is it. We're going to get ready to launch out of this thing, man. This is what God's been whispering to me the whole time, right? And we prayed. I remember laying across our bed, 
Thomas and the boys there. And I said, Lord, you know what? I grabbed a scripture. I said, I'm going to stand on this right here. I said, Lord, you know what? You promise to say that you'll show me. Because I don't want to go nowhere without you. I don't want to do it on our own. And we got some amazing people. But we can never do what God can do. Many of y'all know I send out a devotion about every day, different things like that. And that next morning I got up. I thought, well, I didn't hear nothing. Must be a go, right? Must be a go. Woo-hoo. And I sat down and I went to, to pull up a devotion. I looked at a couple of different places. Now we usually just write what God's given us personally. And I pulled that up. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, I want you to go to this website. I went to that website. And the title was something very similar to this. When God says no. And I read it. And it basically said, will you just keep going on your own way? Or will you trust God when he says no? Ooh. For about two seconds, I went, oh. After that, God put a piece on my heart. I called Tanya and Tim talked to him. I said, Hey. He said, yeah, what's going on? I said, where are you going? What? I said, I prayed about it. I said, I, I really feel strong that the Lord told me now's not the time. You know what he said? Okay. Because they've been seeking the Lord too. And, and I told my dad, he said, we're going to go get those chairs. I said, not right yet, Dad. He said, I don't think it's time. Things that transpired over that next year and the next year and next year, thank the Lord that we didn't go. Amen. But God was still working in the situation. Until this time that we have such as this. Amazing. God's timing. So I get so excited about that. So now, you know what? When we look back, even though it wasn't what I wanted at the time right here, in, in my pace, in my race, good thing we went with this, right? How many can say that in their life? Sometimes you go, yeah, but I want to do this. And then we get down the road. Son was telling me, he says, you know, sometimes he says, sometimes it's been like this this week. He says, you get in there and you pattern. And he says, man, you just, just wonder, what did you tell me? Son, he says, sometimes, man, it's just, you just keep paddling and you pull it back up and see if you got anything on the end. And you just keep paddling. You just keep going. You just keep trusting. Paddle at a time. Step at a time. And keep leaning into what the Lord has given you. Amen. God's working in y'all's life so mightily. It's just amazing. Amen. But let's keep on going here. I said, even in Paul's suffering, the Lord was magnified. We talked about a little bit about that. I said, you know what we can learn from Paul's situation? He was never in a situation that he couldn't find an opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus. Isn't that something? You said, well, my gosh, man, I'm going through this terrible time. Yeah, amen. Y'all remember when I had to have some surgery uh, on my arm? Guess what? You know what? I was still praising the Lord. When they took me in the ambulance, I was asking them, do you know Jesus? Right? When we got back down, and I'm not saying, look at buddy, I'm just saying, I was so scared. All I knew was to talk about Jesus. Because when you're doing that, when you look at your arm and there's supposed to be a muscle there and the muscles up here and you play guitar and you're going, that's not good. I mean, I didn't do real good in health class, but that divot was not there before that stuff fell on my arm. Right. We go there. And then when they let me up in the hospital, my brother was like, you need to sit down. You need to sit down. I said, no, man, these people didn't need Jesus. I'm going, how y'all doing? <laughs> Got to pray for people in the, in the mercy room. And I was supposed to play at our church that day, the next day. And uh, I said, I can't even carry my guitar. So Thomas carried my guitar, strapped the guitar on, right? Played the song, put it back down, and went to the doctors the next day on Monday. Right? The guy looks at your arm. He goes, oh. I said, what's that mean? He says, you need a specialist. I said, oh. He said, matter of fact, you need to go right now. So I went over to the specialist, right? Y'all gonna laugh? I know you've heard some of these stories, but it's worth repeating, or at least tell me they are. Okay. <laughs> I go to Dr. Payne. I was like, this is getting worse. I go to Dr. Payne. He's a great guy, though. And, and he goes, that's what I said. I was like, ah! And he took my arms, and he didn't say much. Nice guy. I get nervous when people don't say much. I talk twice as much then. Because I'm like, hey, how you doing? He goes, fine. So you really doing good? That's good. How long have you been no doctor? How you doing? I mean, I'm getting the whole thing, man. I'm thinking, man, no, you ain't cutting me unless I know. I'm, just, I'm shaking him down. He's going, I'll be right back. I noticed that give him something. Right. So he grabs my arm up here and he goes, turns around, writes stuff down. He says, oh, you're going to need surgery on that arm. I said, don't we want to? I 
got an internet connection. Don't we need an MRI? Don't we need some more x-rays? Nope. I'm thinking, this guy's just going to cut on me. He didn't, even look at the, he didn't even look at the plan sheet. He said, you see this piece right there? I said, yeah. He said, that was not there. I said, yeah, no. Can we just work it till it comes back? He said, it ain't going to come back. It's up here. We got to sew it back in there. I go, ooh. I said, okay. He says, I, I did this not too long ago, and the guy's stacking shelves and everything in about six weeks, six months. I said, I'm not stacking shelves, dude. I play guitar. <laughs> I told him that. I was like, no, see, now it's getting serious because it's me, right? I'm just being honest. I, said, I play guitar. What are you talking about? He said, you'll be all right. I said, do we have to have the surgery? He said, no. I said, whew. And he said, how old's your son, your youngest son? I said, uh, he's like one. He said, well, you won't be able to pick him up in six months. I said, when are we doing the surgery? He said, you won't be able to grab a gallon of milk in a month if I don't put that back together. And the best chance on putting that back together is soon. I said, okay, I'm in. I got my attention. He said, well, do it Wednesday. I said, good. Next Wednesday. I give him time to get it. He said, no, this Wednesday. I said, this Wednesday. It's actually good because I didn't have time to get all bent out of shape. We prayed about it. Everything else. Isn't that something? God showed me a lot through that. Did God cause that? Absolutely not. Did God use that? Absolutely. Mike talked to me. Right? Many people did. I remember Mike said, you ever thought about teaching guitar? I go, Mike, there are people that play guitar and there are people that teach guitar. And I'm just barely hanging on to playing guitar. Just we got to think about that. So when I was there, right, they said, do not take that arm out of that thing for nothing for like six weeks or whatever like that. So six hours later, I said she had a guitar. Denise was not home. And I'm laying on the couch. I'm good. I can, still, I can still bend my fingers. But you know something I decided? I said, Lord, you know what? You know I want to play guitar for you. But I know that I need to live for you. And whether I do or whether I don't, you still it. You know what we talked about earlier on here? Whether I live or I die, I understand that. Now, I understand that wasn't life and death. I love playing music. The only thing I really know about a little bit is playing music. And I don't even know how I know that. I can't read music. I can't do any of that stuff, man. But I love playing music. I can take those three chords that God showed me and I'll just bang them until they just get right. And if not, we'll tune the guitar and then we'll bang it until it sounds better, right? (laughs) That helps too. What am I saying? I'm not making this about money. I'm making it about situations and hurdles in real life and real things that people have gone through. Everybody's been through some stuff. Do you know what? God used that. I started teaching guitar. Right? I got up to it. I got 12 students. But it wasn't teaching guitar. It was the extension of the ministry. I prayed with every person that came through there. A lot of them was younger and everything else. You know what? Built relationships with those kids when they went to school, went to, uh, to uh, college. When things were going down and maybe they didn't want to talk to mom, but they could call Mr. Bunny. I could pray for him. And I could talk to him. And I could encourage him. Amen? Because of time and a relationship. It gave me a reset in my life to go, wow, what's really important? You know? God chose to restore my arm and, and brought it back double time. Because they said six months and six weeks. They had me doing different things and stuff. And the guy that was doing all the stretching, see, you can't just pull on your arm because it's got to grow back together. But they would put you in some torture treatment. Y'all ever been to, uh, what do they call it? That's the bad word. Yeah. <laughs> And he had this jump rope on there, and I pulled this, and he moved your arm like this. And he had like some protractors. And he measured my arm every time. And every time he would measure my arm, it would double what it was doing. You know what he said? He said, uh, you always heal that fast? I said, God's good. God's good. God's good. Every time, right? And then, guess what? My doctor, he started talking to me more. He said, well, uh, so you play some music? I said, uh, I do a little jamming for Jesus. Yeah. Give him a CD, give him this and that. And then the nurse would come back. What church do you go to? See, when God, when people see God moving in your life, what do they do? They start leaning into that. Amen. God was able to use that to bring him glory. Amen. I could have just said, oh, no, no, I can't do this. Oh, what am I going to do? But I said, Lord, you know what? Regardless of what you choose to do in this, I know you're able. I'm going to trust you and thank the Lord that he restored that arm. Right? Daryl, right? Our buddy Daryl came through that uh, a year ago. He came through with a terrible blast, and God has raised him up through all that stuff, and God's still working. God's amazing. Can't say enough about him.
So, what am I getting to? Even in Paul's suffering, the Lord's magnified. I pray in my suffering, the Lord is magnified. I pray in your suffering, that God is magnified. I'm not praying for you to suffer. Make sure you hear what I'm saying. I'm saying through that, I pray that God is magnified and His compassion and His love for you overflows into the lives around you so they know it's only one answer. It's God. Amen. That's what I hope is happening in our life. You know why? Because God's worthy to be praised regardless of what's going on in our life. Amen. What do you mean? Let me tell you what. God's good regardless of what's going on in our life. Like I said, we don't always understand this side of heaven, what's going on, but He's worthy. Amen. Let's go back to this right here. And Paul again says here in Philippians 1.20, For I fully expect. Do you fully expect? Think about that. And hope. And we're not talking about the hope of the world. Like, well, maybe so, maybe not. Hope, no, understand, right? That I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ. Do you want to be bold for Christ? Amen? You say, Lord, I need some boldness for Christ. You know what? He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. And he goes back to bold for Christ as I have been in the past. He didn't just start yesterday. He, he, he worked in his life and going, going, going. But you can start today. We can start today. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ whether I live or I die. Amen. I'm not going to stay here too much longer on this. There's some stuff I wanted to share with you, though. You know, on Tuesday nights, and I used to go to Bible study with a friend of mine. He said, so what's the takeaway? And Miss Tanya always helps me with my messages when I'm going, I don't know what, what, what I'm trying to, I got all the, I said, she said, how's it coming? I said, I'm in crockpot mode. You know what crockpot mode means? That I got all these things that the Lord's given me and I'm trying to figure out where to go. And you know what she does? What do you want them to take away from what he's showing you? Just calm down. And she shows me sometimes I got to preach it backwards so I can preach it frontwards. Does that make sense? Sometimes I got to know what the vision is. I got to know what's going on so that I can put the pieces in the right place as God builds that bridge to get us there. Right? But see, I can get so overwhelmed. Man, why is it taking me so long to get this together? What's going on? Am I hearing right? And and man, I'm just spinning up and spinning around. But you get some good godly counsel and they say, hey, wait a minute. Let's just slow down. What's the takeaway? So I want to give you a few of my takeaways from this. Yours may be different. But I just want to share a few things. This is what the Lord was showing me on this message. You'll never put out more than what God is willing to put in. Amen? What do you mean by that, buddy? God's not slack on His promises. You can exert yourself. You can do this. and You can think you're giving up all these things. But let me tell you, God gave up everything for you and me. Amen? He gave His very best. So don't think, oh, I'm doing all this. And and how in the world is this, you know, why am I having this situation, this situation, all these things here? My takeaway is this. No matter what I've dealt with so far in my life, and there's probably a lot of things that I haven't, I realize that. I have never came up short in the Lord. Have I had some devastating things in my life? Yeah. Maybe not as bad as what some of y'all have. But when they're on your porch, they're for real, right? When it's, when it's your house, it's for real. And I have seen God graciously pour back into my life. And I want to honor Him and glorify Him in that. I'm going to tell you that God is not slacking His promises. Amen. We have to engage to move the dream forward. You ever thought about that? I said, my friend I used to work with all the time, he used to say this. He said, nothing comes to sleeper but dreams, bud. I used to think, what are you talking about? He said, yeah, my granddad used to tell me that when I get lazy. So he had to explain it to me. He says, nothing comes to sleepers but dreams. He said, you know, a lot of times people get this, this dream and they just sit on it. And they never step out by faith or never step out into the, to making it a reality, that opportunity, because they're just too scared or too lazy or whatever the case is, or overwhelmed or whatever, feel ill-equipped. But he says, you know what? We don't want to be a sleeper. We want to be alive in Christ. Amen. We want to be alive in Christ and see God move forth in our life so that God's magnified and we jump those hurdles of life. All right. This is what else he was showing me. I think y'all can relate to this. I know I can. I said, there are many failures before the finish line. Somebody say amen. amen. Aren't you glad that it doesn't, doesn't, the race is not done. He fell. He's over the line. Twist his ankle. All these things. You got a lot of people on your side. Come on. Let's keep going. Come on. 
I didn't watch all the Olympics. So y'all help me out if I'm missing on this. But I saw someone I walked by the TV. Didn't somebody wipe out on their skis and somebody else help the guy cross the line? Yeah, something like that. Man, wouldn't that be neat? If you go in and you just blow it. See, a lot of times when you blow it, people go, hey, ooh, oh, that's what that. But God says, you know what, come and love them. Say, hey, hey, you know what, let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. I pray that you see that in your church family. I pray that you see that, that we'll be a mirror of Christ, especially with what's going on with a lot of our church family going through some tough times. We want to come alongside and encourage. We want to, to, to love on them. We want to support them. Lord, show us how to be your hands in the time of need. That's my prayer. I remember praying different things. My, 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 friend, uh, is, is my friends have gone through stuff. Or when I go to visit somebody that's lost somebody, I say, Lord, show me how to be your hands. Lord, show me how to be what you want me to be. Give me the words to share with them. How do I give them hope in a hopeless situation? God, you got to take the wheel. One more thing here. You know, I was going to ask permission on this, but you'll just have to love me through it, Grayson. Yeah, Grayson Sr. <laughs> Anybody got a busy schedule? Busy schedule. Every day's got something in it, right? I, I want to tell you my, my schedule. Nobody cares, but I'm going to tell you because I got you right here. Right? Sunday we're going to preach, and we're going to go to mom's, and I'm going to come home, and then we're going to take the message, we're going to load it up on the website, then I'm going to do homework, and we do all those things like that, and I will eat. I promise you that. We're going to go to lunch. And then Monday, we got trumpet lessons, and I'm going to finish the homework. And then Tuesday, we're going to be here. We're going to do Bible study. And then Wednesday is the night that I have to have this message almost done because Thursday, we got band practice. You said, man, you give me a headache. And then Friday, Jesse's going to want to go to Chili's. So we got to go there. <laughs> right? Saturday, I'm going to get up and go to, to, to the bank, do the banking, go to mom's. And, uh, and I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you. Just, I, just, I just want y'all to hear this. Y'all helping me. Just let me tell you. We're going to go to the store. We're going to clean the house and do stuff like that. Then Sunday, we're going to start all over again. So if I get a little mixed up when you call me, just love me through. So my buddy sends me a text on Monday. I just did the bank deposit. We're going to Trumpet. And it read, I wish I had my phone on me. It read something like this. He said, hey, bro, I took the day off. Gave blood. They got it done in two sticks. Thank, the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I told, I told Jesse, I said, man, Mr. Grayson, he's going deep on me today. Because what I read was, and I put my own thing, I said, man, look what Jesus did with just two sticks in his blood. Amen. <laughs> I said, man, go ahead. And so when I stopped the car, I go, oh, he just said he gave blood today. And so I said, hey, man, that's really good. <laughs> I said, this is what I thought you said. Can we get mixed up on some text sometimes? You know? I said, man, I thought, man, he's going to be preaching next week. I'll be sitting over here. He said, yeah. Isn't it amazing? With two sticks in his blood, he overcame the world. Thank you, Pastor Grayson. That was wonderful. <laughs> Isn't that something? You know what? God's always speaking to us. And you know what? I think that's amazing to see how God conquers death for us. Amen. And we're going to bring it home with this right here. The hurdles of life. And I thought about this. I said, you know what? When we face the hurdles of life, do we fully expect to continue to be bold for the Lord? Do we expect that? Do we think God's going to show up and help us through the other side? I hope we do. And you know what? If we feel a little wiggly along the way, I hope somebody comes along and says, Hey, man, you're not walking through this alone. You might be on the front line, but we can still come alongside. You know? I was just sitting here thinking of one of the things I said. Lord, how do I be the best friend in the world to this person that's going through this right now? It may not be saying these words. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Because you don't a lot of times. Amen? I learned that from that guy right here in the front row. That was my prayer. When he was going through a tough time, I said, Lord, all I want to do is, is just help and love of my friend. And see, people say, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, they want to discount your hurt and everything else. God doesn't. He just want to love you where you are. And so I asked people when they come out the other side, I said, what was it to minister to you during this time? saying they care sometimes I found this out and this is really hard for me as y'all will find out really not saying a word 
Not saying a word. Sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes I think it's just, man, Lord, I don't know. I don't know. But you do. And one thing we can find out for sure is as we spend time in God's Word and we spend time with the Lord, that God has an amazing way of healing the hurt like nobody else. Does it just disappear one day? I think you always think about it. You always miss people. You might always say, well, you know, man, I could have probably done things different. Well, we can't worry about the ball that went over our head because guess what? They're still pitching and the game's going on. And the runs are still coming in. And God wants you to be a part of His story. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today that as we realize that there's hurdles in life, we don't have to go through it alone. Lord, that you strengthen us to help us on each hurdle. And to see what may be an obstacle, Lord, somehow in your great wisdom and mercy, Lord, in your great love for us, help us to see it as an opportunity for us to be a blessing to others, for you to be magnified. Lord, that's my prayer today. Friends, I'm going to tell you what. If you're here today, and you say, man, you're speaking to anybody. Well, it's not buddy speaking to me. It's God speaking to you. And if you're here today, and you say, man, it's been a rough week. It's been a rough six months. It's been a rough day. I don't know what it is. It's been a rough life. You know what? I want to introduce you to somebody I don't know. His name is Jesus. Amen. And I don't want you to leave here today without not knowing what it takes to have a relationship with Christ. I can tell you what it's not. It's not all the things you do. It's not how much you put in the church plate. It's not how many times you come to church. It's about asking God to take you right the way you are. And he says, Lord. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's a done deal. When we step out by faith. And I want to encourage those that are here today. You know, sometimes we wonder, I, I don't know this situation. I don't know about this. I don't know about this person. I'm asking, do you, do you know about you? Right? Do you know about you? Are you for certain that today was your last day? Would you spend an eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ? You say, well, buddy, I don't know. I've been to church. And I didn't. didn't ask you to go to church. Didn't ask you anything. I'm asking you, if you ask the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. So we know we sin. What do we do about it? Well, the only thing we can do about it is trust God for his finished work of the cross. Amen. So if that's you today, I want you to pray right where you are. Say, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today I'm trusting you. I know you're the Son of God who takes away the sin of the world. Today, Lord, you're mine and I'm yours. Take me as I am, Jesus. If you prayed that today, don't leave here today without telling somebody. Say, you know what? I prayed that prayer today. You know what some people say? You got to come up front and acknowledge this and all that. You know what? If you want to, come on. We got a time we're going to be praying for folks today. If you got something to share today and say, you know what? It could be as simple as, you know what? I prayed that prayer today. Why do we want to know? Why do we want to know? One, we want to rejoice with you. Two, we want to help if you have any questions. And we want you to know you've got a place here that loves you right the way you are. We want to encourage you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Father God, I thank you today for the, for the word. I thank you today that you make it so much more than what I could ever do or any other sort. But I tell you, I pray the takeaway today is that Jesus saves I pray that in the holy name of the Lord. Amen. All right. Did anybody?